0: What's up, everybody? It's Dan from Binder Boneyard, coming at you from the office. It is cold. It's still cold out there. It's cold November, so it's uh, nighttime. <laughs> That's the only time I can do these things anymore. Is in the night. So it's cold. It's dark. Oh, well. Thanks for listening. Appreciate the uh, follows and the likes and the shares and the subscriptions and the Patreon donations and everything. Um, You know, I couldn't do it without you guys. Couldn't do it without all the support. Just keep going. I know they've been sporadic and uh, trying to get back on the schedule. It's a little easier now that it's dark at five o'clock and you know kind of kind of stuck inside once it starts getting that cold so anyway thank you again just appreciate it you know um today we are going to talk about the beast the mystery the wonderment that is holly carburetors the internet is full of people who like to claim that their carburetor is the best that your carburetor is terrible that you know they bolted one on from you know they got it out of their neighbor's buddy's scrap bin and it worked perfectly and everything has been great ever since and that might be true um i've done my fair share of tuning on Edelbrock's and Quadrajet's and AFB's and Weber, don't get me started on Weber's, but um, what we're going to talk about today is Holley's, Holly carburetors are what came on them, stock, uh, and I'm not counting the old 50's, you know, K, the K trucks from the 40's, you know, I don't know if Holly was even around then, maybe early on, but you know, a lot of those trucks came with um, Zeniths and Rochesters and stuff like that. So, we're not going to talk about that. We're talking about Holly. Um, most of you guys, you know, pickups, trucks, travel all scouts, they all had Hollies of some sort, whether the early um, 50s and 60s trucks had the 2300 holly which is the kind of generic two barrel um, center hung, I'm sorry side hung float um, you know basic carb or the later scout twos with their twenty-two tens, tens you know the emissions carb with the metering jets and all the weirdness that they have going on inside of them. And then uh, later, you know, they did have the the AFB uh, on the four barrel scouts, uh, you know, 78 to 80. But again, we're not going to talk about that. This is all about holly. Tuning your holly. So the first thing that um, you want to make sure of, is that your timing is correct make sure that you know you're running about eight degrees uh, before top dead Uh, but you're also you know have 17 at least 17 to 18 inches of vacuum um make sure that you're um, Idle is set where it's supposed to be. You also make sure that you don't have any vacuum leaks. Vacuum leaks will ruin your tuning. Uh, So, you know, make sure that you don't have any cracked hoses, open plugs, cracked plugs, um, vacuum plugs, that is, vacuum lines. Um, You don't have you know, your PCV is working correctly, that the intake manifold is bolted down, um, you know, make sure all that stuff is functioning like it should before you even begin the, uh, the tuning process. Uh, this is mostly geared towards the 2300. You can't do much tuning with the uh, 2210 other than jet sizing and, um, you know, a little bit of idle screw. I just don't uh, I don't like the 2210s there's they're kind of a disposable carburetor in my opinion they've got a lot of junk inside of them that once it gets plugged up you get some you know ethanol gas that sits in them for a while they just don't function like they should and I, I don't I don't care for them so um the 2300 is is where we're going from um and some of this can be applied to the, I believe it's the 4160, which is the four barrel carb. It came, uh, the four barrel carb came on the 392s, um, you know, in 68, 67 to 75. Uh, it was a small four barrel. It was 390 CFM. Uh, some of them were a little bit bigger, but uh, I believe the base CFM flow for the four barrels was 390. Um, So speaking of CFM, if you're running a 266 or 304, you're going to want small CFM. I don't know if you can get the 290 CFM. That's what the stock um, 2300 had in you know like um like the carb that's on josie's uh, 266 that came in her 800 that has a 290 cfm uh two barrel holly and uh, it had like number 51 jets it was a small small jet small carb uh if you're running the 345 uh, you're gonna um, you're going to be okay with a 350 CFM two barrel. That's what the Hollies are that you get from uh summit right now. The current, current off the shelf choice for most people is the, um, that, that summit 2300 and it is a 350 CFM and uh, it works pretty well right out of the box, but we're going to go over some tuning stuff. Um, So, first thing that you're going to look into um, is making sure that your power valve is appropriate for your vacuum. And you should gauge your power valve based on what your vacuum is. So, if you look at your power valve, if you've ever had one of those open, there are numbers on it and it'll be you know, 3, 3.5, 4, 4.5, 5, um, all the way up to 9, I believe. Um, maybe go to 10. I've, I've never had to go that high, but uh, what that is, is a vacuum rating. And so your power valve should be half of what your vacuum gauge reads in gear at idle so if you have you know an an automatic of course when you are at 18 inches of vacuum and you put it into gear it generally will drop to you know 15 inches of vacuum because the idle slows down um, among other things so if you've got 15 inches of vacuum you're gonna want a power valve that is you know 7.5 7.5 um, that's your optimal power valve range and that's the power valve is what allows fuel to come through uh, it helps in, it richens the mixture when um, when you're accelerating you know it, it max vacuum like that it, it, it enriches the mixture so it helps with that off idle stumble some people run into you know when you you roll onto the gas and you'll feel a little bit of a stumble or a surge that can be from your power valve being, um, too big, um, and needing more vacuum than what your engine is producing. You know, some of these rebuild kits, I got one just the other day that had a 8.5 in it. So if you're not making 19 inches of vacuum, and you are accelerating, you're not going to produce enough vacuum to get the power valve to even open, um, or at least open correctly. So you, you gotta kind of be matched to what your engine is doing. So the lower number, uh, you know, is what we needed for that particular engine. And sure enough, we put the 6.5 in, that we needed, and it changed how it ran on that, you know, low cr- opening of the throttle, mid-range, mid-range run. So um, that's real important for tuning that, uh, you know, mid- middle or low, low to middle range of the carburetor. Um, so the other thing I would recommend is if you're going to be doing this tuning. You should probably buy a couple um, metering block and bowl gasket sets because you're going to be taking the taking them off and on and off and on the truck while you're tuning. Um, you're going to go through a lot of gas. You're going to make some messes. Uh, you're going to get really good at taking the carb off and on the truck. Um, so that was that would be where I would start. Uh, then you continue your drive, uh, making sure that certain things are working like they should, like make sure that your float level is at the appropriate height, you know, you pull the little sight plug out the side and you bring the float up while it's idling until the fuel just starts to creep out the sight hole, um, you know, and then your plug back in that's about where you want it if you didn't already set it on the bench i normally do them all on the bench so i don't have to pull that plug and risk dropping it in the intake manifold or um you know having gas splash out or whatever so yeah so it's important to set that float level on the bench if you're doing a rebuild if you're not doing a rebuild and you're just tuning you know you can do it on the bench still but um, make sure your float level is correct um the next step is jet sizing and jet sizes are kind of finicky with the hollies um they generally don't respond well to more than uh, about six mm, four, four to six sizes in either direction um You know, if your 304 came with 52s, if you drop down to a 48, like you're trying to lean it out and get some economy out of it, you're generally gonna notice a bad stumble right off the bottom, and you will notice a surge when you go down the road. Uh, And some of that'll vary by your elevation and the temperature outside. Uh, but you drop down four sizes and you're going to really feel it. Now, if you bought your Scout and it was at sea level and you live in, you know, above Denver, Colorado, so you've just climbed 6,000 feet, then you need to drop jet sizes. Then then the smaller jet sizes are. that make sense because you're moving less air. So you would drop one jet size for every 1,000 feet of elevation. So if your Holly was built or tuned at, you know, I believe, I believe the Holly factory is at like 800 feet, or at least that's how they're they're tuned, is for 800 feet of elevation. So if you're, you know, if you had a 65 and you live at 3,000 feet, you're going to want to drop that down to like a 63 uh, for the best, the best um, fuel flow. But you know, if you live at 6,000 feet or whatever and you constantly drive down to 2,000 feet, then you're probably going to want to hit a jet size somewhere in the middle uh, just because you're going to be too lean when you get down low and it won't run right um and so you got to kind of find that happy medium that's why people like fuel injection so much because it constantly adjusts uses air you know the o2 sensor and all that can adjust your fuel ratio but you know a lot of people like the um i don't know if simplicity is a word but you know the fix it with a hammer Ability with the uh, carburetors, and so on. so yeah, so check your jet sizing. Um, you know, the Hollies have a list number stamped on the air horn, uh, usually be a four digit number with a dash and then another number. Uh, later ones had a five digit number, um, but you can run that list number if you google it. You'll get the. Uh, a lot of times, if your information about your carburetor will come up, and it'll tell you what it was supposed to have stock, um, like out of the box. It'll say what size jets, what the CFM is, what the power valve was, what all that stuff. So, um, you know, if you've if you've opened up your Holly and you're like it's got you know number sixty jets and a you know, an eight point five power valve, and you know it only runs with the idle screw turned all the way in. Um, you know, you might want to see what you're you're dealing with there, um, and maybe I jumped ahead by giving tips uh, early on. Maybe you should do that first. Um, Google your list number and then go from there. I, I don't know I usually in the other way around <laughs> just jump right in and and then 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 go backwards and see where I messed up um, so anyway um, yeah so that power valve get that jet sizing sorted out um, and then you know there's not much else you can do after that but the hollies you can get the accelerator pump shot tuned a little bit more. Um, they make um, different size discharge nozzles and they make different profile cams that go on the um, on the throttle arm. And I've experimented with those and there's been a couple that work. Um, I think there's a an orange one because I think they're color-coded orange and yellow and whatnot. The orange one I've used a few times that Helps give an extra little shot of fuel right off the bottom. Uh, International seem to need more fuel right off the right off idle than other makes, I, and I don't know if it has to do with the long stroke and the low RPMs or what it is, but um, they seem to they seem to respond best to a little extra fuel right off the bottom. Uh, so. I have a four barrel on my 345 which I don't recommend you do it's just how this engine was set up when we put it in and I've been tuning it I have the 4160 four barrel uh, the secondary I'm sorry the second um, metering block or the other half of the four barrel is non-tunable it actually just has a plate with predetermined um fuel passages and it just moves what it needs to move uh, based on the the vacuum because it is a vacuum secondary setup Uh, it's not a double pumper you'll hear that term people throw around double pumper way too much um and it's definitely not something that applies to any carburetor we will ever run on an international um but I when I started tuning mine mine is a 600 CFM four barrel and when I opened it up it had uh, it, well it was running rich it had a hard time starting sometimes uh, it would get kind of blurbly it wanted to foul plugs um, so I opened it up and it had number 66 jets in it and I put in number 60s and it was kind of hard to drive it was uh, had a bad stumble Um, it was kind of lean you had to drive it like half throttle to have the same amount of power that it had um, at quarter throttle before Uh, the secondaries were always open because you just had your foot in it all the time so um, I ended up Just creeping back up. It's got 63s in it now, uh, and it runs real clean. Um, Part of that is we're at 3,000 feet, just just a hair over 3,000 feet here in Central Oregon. So, you know, if it was tuned, if those 66s were stock, and you know it was tuned for 800 feet, um, you know I needed to be at 64s. So the 63 might be a, a fuzz lean, um, and then the power valve that's in there is a is a uh, what is that six? I think it's a 6.5. Um, because I have about 13 13 inches of vacuum uh, idling in gear. Uh, I'm about 17 inches when it's idling in park, uh, which isn't the best, but it's still not terrible um not for here at 3000 feet but anyway um i just went around and round with this thing you know playing with different settings and and then you know then you can play with the timing once you get the carburetor where you think you like it you can fiddle with the timing a little bit more and get it running just about right um so anyways what i was getting out with after i tuned is that I went on a couple of drives and I was averaging 13, 13 and a half. um, And I was doing 65, 70 the whole way, uh, you know, wide, not wide open, but, you know, heavy highway, um, going pretty fast. And, you know, I've got 31 inch all terrains and it's got a lift and it had some tools and stuff in it. So it wasn't, um, you know, hollowed out, scout on highway tires, it was your you know, what most of you guys are running. And you know, 13 and a half is is respectable in my opinion. Um for an old motor like that and an old truck, I I think that's doable. Uh I know on Josie Scout, uh with that two sixty six and that little two barrel and we got it tuned, you know, it has a patronics and updated ignition stuff and, and the good carb and, and all that. Um, and we were getting 14 and a half almost 15 in that. Um, she has 373 gears and had 31 inch tires. And we were doing 60, 50, 55, 60 most of the way on our last road trip with that. So um, when you hear about guys talking about getting nine miles to the gallon, um definitely some tuning that needs to happen uh that's not how internationals are in general I mean, even my red travelette with the 304 and two barrel when it's empty going down the road i'm almost 13 but you know it's got 410 gears uh it weighs 5300 pounds um you know it doesn't have the highway gears and so it, it burns more fuel, but still um, almost 13 miles a gallon. But that truck is great uh, and towing going down the road. It gets almost 11, just, you know, 10, 5 uh, towing a normal load. So I'm pretty stoked about that. Um, I had a 75 uh, D series that was 345. Um, T19 close 410 gears 31 inch tires, and that thing was getting 13 plus empty and about 10 um, when I was towing. So it's it's totally doable. Uh, it, it just takes it takes time. It takes the effort to get your setup, you know, dialed in. Like I say, no vacuum leaks. Get your timing right. Decent ignition. Um, good air filter make sure that your fuel flow is good um and knowing what you're what you're looking for in there and like i said that you know getting the power valve right and getting the jets right and um making sure your accelerator pump squirts when it's supposed to um so making sure that adjustment is right um making sure that your um shot is correct you know too much will flood and too little will it'll cause a stumble because it'll starve so um you know you can play with the accelerator pump shot discharge nozzles they're not too expensive um you know uh it's just it just comes down to tuning and how how nice you like it the like i said i didn't talk much about the 20 210s because they're just they're terrible and you can't do much tuning you can change jets with them and stuff but i don't know i'm i'm just not a fan i don't even want to put any effort into that i feel like you can take a 2300 you you get one of the carbs from summit and, and then go through what i just described you know play with the power valve play with some jets uh good air filter good ignition and you can get it to run probably cleaner than that 2210 did, um, and have a carb that's more reliable in the long run. Uh, you know, electric choke and and whatnot, they, they seem to work pretty good. So uh, that's that's kind of where we steer these things. A, a lot of guys, you know, these four barrel 392s come in and they've got Edelbrocks and stuff, and we normally take those off and we'll put, um, you know the small holly. I have a stash of, of 390 cfm four barrels here that we go through and and um, and run, and it's just night and day the difference, um, performance and economy, uh, ease of starting, all that stuff. But it takes time. There's no there's no magic bullet. You can take that 350 cfm uh, holly from Summit. And bolt it on and it'll start it'll start right up and it'll run pretty dang good um, but it's not perfect and even even a fuel injection out of the box isn't perfect it takes weeks of its own self-learning um, unless you've got a Hamilton system and then you've got to go through chip changes with bill and tuning on your laptop and whatnot um, I mean it is self-learning to a, an extent but I um, You know, this is just you doing the jet changing and the and the fiddling yourself is you know it's just another version of self learning. So um that was pretty much the gist of Holly tuning. Uh hopefully you got some nuggets in there that maybe you didn't know or or helped you figure out, but um if you have any questions, you know how to reach me, hit me up on instagram or wherever and uh will try and answer your tuning questions if you have them so all right well thanks again this is dan for binder boneyard <laughs>